Hello, everybody. Welcome to the animated podcast, um, uh, my animation, my animated life. My name is Declan Mangan. I am a sophomore at IU. And uh, in this podcast, we talk about animation in general, whether it be in-depth analyses, analyses, or we just talk about what's going on in the animation world and uh, or hopefully I'm still working on it. Trying to get some guests to talk about the industry and how to get involved. Or talk about one of their favorite stuff or whatnot. So, with the end of the year approaching, I'm curious if, uh, well, with the end of the year coming up, uh, people are starting to talk about what's coming out next year and uh, or the Oscar race. And while this year's animated fixings haven't fully released yet, because we still have The Boy and Heron, which is Studio Ghibli's next movie that's coming out this week, or in this case, it's probably already out. Or there's, uh, and then there's also Ardman's next big feature, Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nuggets, which is uh, the sequel to an almost 20 year old, well, I think it is 20 year old, 20 years old, the 20 year old Chicken Run movie made by Ardman and DreamWorks. So in that case, people are starting to talk about what's coming out in the animated realm. And in that case, uh, I do have a list of what's coming out. And I feel like I want to talk about the what is to come and the importance of it and how this is going to go. So let's be... Uh, cautioned, there is one movie that is a little, let's just say, R-rated. So I'm going to try and be as gentle and careful as I can with that. So we're going to go from no particular order of release. And this is also going to be counting streaming movies, too. So expect some movies from Netflix and Apple and here and there. And there's still some unconfirmed reports of some animated movies coming out, too. We will get into a few of those. So we're going to be starting off with Inside Out 2. This is the eagerly anticipated sequel to Inside Out. And uh, for those who are unaware, Inside Out is Pixar's, uh, well, I say it's their magnum opus, at the look of what goes on inside our heads. And the little voices that are all different emotions, and we get to hear what exactly they think and whatnot and this is going to be set uh a few years after the first movie riley is now 13 years old and uh she's got gotten older she's gotten braces her first sense of acne is coming and the biggest change for the emotions new emotions that are going to turn her head into a wild storm crazy 
mess of things. And one of those emotions that we just got introduced to in the the trailer they released was anxiety. And from what the director said, anxiety, this is going to be social anxiety. And I'm sure everybody has that. Uh, It's the, will I ever be good enough voice? Am I going to be this horrible? Do people even like me? It's that anxiety. And from reports, we already know who are, who's the emotions going to be joining along with anxiety there's embarrassment uh ennui which is french for boredom or extreme lack of doing anything jealousy and i already mentioned anxiety so this is probably high on my list because i'm curious about this this is one of those movies where it's like this is a this is a sequel that has so much potential and i've always wanted an inside out sequel it's one of those rare sequels where i'm like this is something you have here you you should work with it and so that's what we're seeing here we're going to be seeing interesting things happen that are that aren't as cringeworthily adult as Big Mouth, which I have to say I love Big Mouth. It's a great show. If you look past all the cringe adult humor. But Inside Out 2, uh Really, the only thing that seems upsetting to me is uh, Mindy Kaling and Bill Hader aren't returning as disgust or fear. They uh they wanted to be paid more, and so they got fired. But I will say, fears new act, uh, the fear and disgust new actors. They sound like they fit like a glove. Tony Hale is a perfect fear, and if you don't know Tony Hale, who played he played Forky, he I believe he was in Lemony Snicket as one of the guest stars. I don't remember, but uh, Inside Out Two that's coming out June. Next up is the Garfield movie. The Garfield movie is probably the most interesting uh, movie for me because there's some interesting things that are coming from this. It's being directed by the Emperor's New Groove and Cats Don't Dance director, Mark Dindle. But uh, it also is going to be a interesting half an origin story and also half an original Garfield story that uh, I believe Jim Davis had his hand in since 2018. Which, if you guys don't know who Garfield is, everybody knows him. Uh, Well, in case you don't know. Garfield is... Well, this was also recently confirmed in a standee poster. Garfield is an eight-year-old cat living with his... uh, rival dog Odie and his owner who serves him Italian food every night uh, John Arbuckle and uh, basically the whole comic strip thing is just him kind of being lazy hating Mondays and trying to uh, trying to just be a cat but this movie is supposedly trying to show Garfield's dad for the first time. We we got to see Garfield's mom in like a few comic strips and also uh, in a show, uh, the Garfield and Friends show back in the 90s. But this is supposedly the first time we're seeing his dad, who's being played by Samuel Jackson. 
And from what I hear about this, this is supposedly going to be like about Garfield, John, uh, Garfield, Odie, and Vic, Garfield's dad, who get hired by like a cheese cat gang and they have to like, they have to like get. Uh, like a lifetime supply of cheese or something to get the mafia off their back. So they, it sounds very Jim Davis. It sounds very Garfield. And my childhood Garfield was Garfield Pet Force, Frank Welker Garfield, and Garfield Gets Real. This is the first big budget Garfield movie coming out, and I'm interested in it. It looks really funny. And uh, that's coming out Memorial Day along with two other movies I'm really excited for. The first is Furiosa, which is it from the trailer they just released. It looks funky. It looks great. And then also War for the Planet, not War, uh, Kingdom for, of the Planet of the Apes, the next installment of uh, the Planet of the Apes series, specifically the prequel trilogy where it's going to pick up where Caesar last ended his reign in war, which I'm also excited for. The next movie uh, is Transformers 1. Now, this is interesting. This is probably the most interesting story. All the way back in 2015, when they were still uh, releasing The Last Night, which was the last Michael Bay movie, they like uh, the the... CEOs of like Paramount hired a bunch of like writers to like pitch the next few uh, Transformers movies and only really two survived that pitch which was Transformers 1 which was originally going to be a Cybertron origin story of the Transformers and then and then Bumblebee which that got turned into sort of a reboot sequel that will uh, that was to take place before Transformers Rise of the Beast, which is a full-on reboot. But this one is the most interesting. It's directed by Josh Cooley, who did Toy Story 4. And this is supposedly going to be about a young Optimus Prime and a young Megatron who start out as brothers in arms, but then there was a certain rift that caused them to be, uh, forge a everlasting battle between Autobots and Decepticons. And uh, this is probably the most interesting. This is also probably one of my most interesting movies I'm looking forward to because I've always wondered, like, why is this rivalry going on? Like, what kind of feud did these two have to be so angry with one another? And there was really no reason why Megatron was like, I want to take over the world. And Optimus Prime's like, no, I just want to see what rivalry there was that caused this rift. Like, like I want to see a modern-day Prince of Egypt out of this, where it's like Ramesses and Moses be like, hey, we're brothers, we love each other, and then Moses comes back, he's like, I want to free the people, free my people that you call slaves, and Ramesses is like, no, no, go, get out of here, shoot. So I'm kind of, kind of curious if... Transformers 1 can do something similar to Prince of Egypt. And the cast is also somewhat interesting. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, Thor, is playing Optimus Prime, and Brian Tyree Henry, who you saw in the recent Godzilla vs. Kong movies, and uh, also he's, he plays 
Officer Officer Davis and the two across uh, Spider-Verse movies. He's going to be playing Megatron, which is interesting. And along with that, there's Scarlett Johansson, Keegan-Michael Key, John Hamm, uh, Mr. Hamster himself. So I'm curious about that. I'm interested in this movie, and this is probably along with... The three other movies. I'm curious about this one. I, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be interesting. Minus the director. I don't like that director for some reason, but he did probably get dealt a bad hand when he was for Transformer. Uh, Toy Story 4 was not good, okay? Anyway, the next movie, The Wild Robot. This is DreamWorks' first of three movies coming out. The first two theatrical, the first the other one is on Netflix. The Wild Robot is based on a book that's about a robot named Roz. I don't remember her name right now, but uh, but her nickname is Roz. She gets stranded into this wild island and so what they uh, what she does is uh, she starts trying to nature herself uh, and she makes friends with a bunch of nature and tries to become friends. She's like Bastion of Overwatch, but her manufacturing company is coming to recollect her and in the process of that, destroy her new family. So she stands up for herself to uh, defend her new title as the wild robot this one is only interesting because it's being directed by chris sanders and if you don't know chris sanders you may know him as the director of lilo and stitch the director of how to train a dragon the first one and the director of the first Crudes. He still had his hand, hand in doing the sequel. But also, he's, he voiced Stitch in Lilo and Stitch. And he also remained as an executive producer for the last two How to Train a Dragon movies, which were handled by his other co-director, Dean Dubois. And he's doing a live-action movie. But uh, he also still had a hand in the Crudes, too. He voiced Belt, and he did get a story credit. So he was involved in the, first, uh, the second Crudes. I'm interested in this. This is... DreamWorks' next book adaption, and I am interested in it. It sounds fun. It sounds cozy. It sounds like one of those movies where they do the whole show-don't-tell aspect of it. And uh, I'm just interested in it. I'm curious about it. Right now, it doesn't have a release date, but uh, it says... It, uh, but some speculation says it's coming out in September of 2024. Next up is DreamWorks movie number two that and theatrical movie number two. It's Kung Fu Panda 4. Yay! Uh, this is one of those sequels where it's like, this has a lot of potential because DreamWorks sequels are like really good. Even if, the, if they take a bad misstep with like over bland comedy and just tired tropes but i love their trilogies where they develop a character and they get they get better with time and kung fu panda along with how to train a dragon is those types of movies where they're like hey we're gonna see this character grow and grow and grow Poe learns that he can fight on his own in the first movie the second one he learns about 
scars healing and he learns inner peace a lot and then the first one he learned how to fight so first is fight the uh the fight of the body and then the second's the fight of the mind and then his the third movie is the fight of the spirit where he learns about a chinese the uh, magic thing called she or chi and then I'm curious where the fourth one's going to go, but there is supposed story details that have been confirmed. The story is that Poe is ready to become, to take a next step into becoming a legendary warrior. He is ready to take up the mantle as being the leader of the Valley of Peace. And, uh... In order to do that, he must find a replacement for the title of the Dragon Warrior. And uh, along the way, he meets a few interesting characters. The first one is the supposed next Dragon Warrior. Her name is Shen, uh, Z-H-E-N, like an Arctic fox voiced by Aquafina, who has to help him fight off a new villain called the Chameleon, who, what they do is he summon, they summon Poe's greatest enemies to come back, Lord Shen, Tai Lung, and Kai. So Poe has to face the Chameleon and along with that, find the next replacement. And this one I'm worried about because it's being directed by Mike Mitchell, who does have a track record of making some good movies, but not everything. I liked Shrek Forever After. It's definitely really good. And I also really like the Lego movie, too, as many people don't like it. But he also did the first Trolls, and I despise the first Trolls. So we'll see where this goes. It does have potential in that story, and I love love it that recently Jack Black confirmed his band Tenacious D is going to make an original song for the credits and if you remember correctly the last Tenacious D song called Video Games that was a bop and I'm excited to see what they do here and I love their cover of I Think I Love You for Crudes too. so I'm kind of curious to see where this goes anyway next up Despicable Me 4 Illuminations next movie after migration which comes out in december this movie there's little to no information about it but i can make some speculations uh the short film Mooned, which is Illumination's short film that's going to focus on Vector, played by Jason Siegel, trying to escape the moon to uh, get back to Earth. So uh, from what I think about that, it sounds like they're trying to set up like Gru fights off the three main villains, probably the other Minions villains too or something. That's really all I can think of. That's probably the logical route that these guys are going in if they're bringing back Vector. So I'm not too sure about Despicable Me 4. It sounds like they're just making it for the money and I don't really know what to expect. I'm disappointed by Illumination because I know they can do better. This year had some really good movies. I'm looking forward to Migration and the Mario movie didn't suck so it sucks to see them go back to old habits but i'm not too worried about them because they're introducing this thing called the moonlight division where they're gonna make more adult 
adult-oriented films made by uh, that's being helmed by the CEO of, like he he like let Netflix go wild for a little bit. He was the one that greenlit like Intergalactic, the Kid Cudi movie that was really good, and he also did like. Nimona, he he's the bomb, and I'm curious to see what Moonlight does. And now the third DreamWorks movie, Orion and the Dark. Uh, that is DreamWorks' next movie, where it's about a kid who's literally terrified of everything, and that includes the dark. And he is confronted by the embodiment of dark to be like, hey, dark be- being in the dark isn't just so scary. So we're going to we're going to take you on this magical trip to make you not scared. And this is being written by Charlie Kaufman, who's like a famous director, writer. And I'm interested in this. It looks very cozy. It looks really fun. This was a surprise DreamWorks announcement, but... I'm still curious about it, and I'm curious of where this goes. Next up, there's no really unannounced date for this movie, and this is the R-rated movie I mentioned, and I can't say it out loud because it sounds like what it is. So I'll just say it's a new Sony Pictures animated movie that's R-rated that's directed by Gendy Tartakovsky, who did uh, Samurai Jack, Hotel Transylvania, and also, like... Unicorns, Warriors, Eternal, and this is about a dog, and he finds out that something's happening to him in the morning, so he spends the last night to do some fun things to make it worthwhile. So this is probably interesting because it's an R-rated movie. It's 2D animated in a Gendy Tartakovsky film. We love Gendy. And, uh... I can't really say much about it because it's a very weird concept, but I think if anything, anyone can make it work, it's Gendy Tartakovsky. And I'm curious to see where this goes. And it's Sony's first original movie in a while. I believe the last movie they made that was original was Vivo, which was the Lin-Manuel Miranda movie with the, shoot, what was it called? A... The monkey thing that was voiced by Lynn Mellon Miranda. Anyway, uh, now we're going to get into some movies that are less known. Uh, Netflix. They have a few other movies coming out along with Orion in the Dark. And there's three of them total. The first one is In Your Dreams about a, uh, a brother sister going to the Sandman trying to ask the, him, like, can you get our family back together without getting into a divorce? So that one sounds fun. The image they gave us, I don't really know how to feel about it. So there's really not much I can talk about with this. It's just a thing. So I don't know. Next up, Spellbound. This is Guy Dance Animation's next movie after luck. And if you know... Skydance Animation. It's being helmed by the previous Pixar CEO, John Lasseter, who has faced intense backlash for being just a creep. So this one I'm not too interested in. It's another Disney princess magic movie that's going to have a major cast list like Nathan Lane, Javier Bardem, Rachel Zegler. But it is a musical that has Alan Menken music, so I'm curious about that. Next up is That Christmas, where it's... uh, 
being made by Locksmith Animation, who did Ron's Gone Wrong, which was that movie about the robot and the kid. That was actually pretty surprising. I thought it was very heartwarming and sweet and kind. But this movie, That Christmas, it also sounds very sweet and kind and uplifting. It's a anthology movie that is focused on multiple characters during the night leading to Christmas. And I believe the source material, That Christmas, it's supposedly about like a kid wishing for Christmas to happen over and over and over and over again. So I'm not too sure about that. I'm curious about it. Uh, I like Ron's Gone Wrong and what they have in the future sounds very interesting. One of those things is uh, an adaption of the Lunar Chronicles made by Marissa Meyer, who my friends gaga over. And I'm excited for that too. It's a steampunk version of Disney princesses like Cinderella, Red Riding Hood, and shoot, I forgot the other. Dang it. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> Next up, the other Netflix movie. Thelma the Unicorn. This is being directed by Jared Hess, who, if you don't know, he did Napoleon Dynamite and Nacho Libre. That's about it. But it's based on a book by Aaron Blabby, who we discussed a little bit about. He did The Bad Guys. This is his second book. That's about a pony who wishes to be a unicorn and he become uh, and they become a massive star because of it but at the cost of other things too so what i'm interested in about this is it's another aaron blabby movie and the last one the bad guys was really good so and this is the first book he made so i'm interested to see where this goes the first look image does look a little wacky i'm curious about it Next up is the first Looney Tunes theatrical movie that's that's been releasing in a while. The last one was, uh, well, not 3D. The last 2D Looney Tunes movie to release theatrically was Looney Tunes Back in Action, which was all the way back in the early 2000s. So the Looney Tunes... Uh, sorry, uh, The Day to Earth Blew Up, a Looney Tunes movie, is supposedly an adaption from Looney Tunes cartoons, which, if you don't know, it's a five-season HBO Max show That's uh, that takes the old form of the Looney Tunes and length, uh, makes it lengthier. And this is about Daffy, well... One of those episodes was one of those episode formats focuses on Daffy Duck, who's crazy, loony, insano. This is this isn't the egocentric Daffy. This is the wacky, insano, crazy kind of kind of loony, uh, insano Daffy Duck and Por- Porky Pig, the odd couple who have to uh, save the universe before. That's really about it. They have to save the universe for some reason. And it's an interesting pairing, Daffy Duck and Porky Pig, especially in the HBO Max shorts where it actually felt like interesting. Uh, for at least the first few times, it kind of became stale because they kept doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. It wasn't until like the last seasons they started to like implement other characters like Foghorn Leghorn and also like Petunia Pig who's Porky Pig's girlfriend or 
there was a character I remember who's who's like a dog who is like I want to be ho- let home and I I can make, be your perfect pet, but he just sees everything as a sucker and j- like literally like a lollipop sucker. So I'm interested. Uh, I'm interested in seeing the format they do with this and. The last one I kind of want to discuss about, it's not really confirmed it's a movie or something. It's a new Wallace and Gromit shirt. So I already mentioned Ardman has a chicken run too. But this is, people are saying from the actual site, Wallace and Gromit to return for a new film in 2024. So I'm just going to assume it's a film that's going to be released theatrically. Uh, This is being directed by the original creative director of Wallace and Gromit, Nick Park and Merlin Crossingham. The film sees Gromit becoming concerned that Wallace is a little too dependent on his inventions. When Wallace's smart mode develops a mind of its own, it falls to Gromit to battle sinister forces and save his master, or Wallace may never be able to invent again. So I'm kind of interested in this. It sounds... Kind of like the old Wallace and Gromit show. It's like a close shave, a matter of loaf and death. And even the movie, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit, where it's like uh, Wallace invents some new wacky McDacky invention device thingy that uh, eventually kind of screws him over. So like example being the wrong trousers where he makes these trousers and then a genius evil penguin gets involved or a close shave where he starts getting a few sheep and he has to like figure out that and Gromit has to save his ass always or when he tries to rehabilitate uh, the rabbits because they're eating carrots and destroying marrows and vegetables so I'm kind (laughs) of and Gromit has to save him from becoming a were-rabbit and try to figure out what the heck is going on so I'm kind of liking this kind of format where it's Wallace and Gromit and it Gromit has to keep saving his ass and Wallace makes something better for humanity but always screws it up near the end. There's also an uh, there's also a there's also a new Disney anime movie coming out next year. I don't know if it's confirmed yet. Well, it's obviously not confirmed yet. But I'm just going to say rumors say it's Zootopia 2. And if it's Zootopia 2, I'm curious about it. I love Zootopia. And I want to see where Zootopia 2 goes. Anyway, I'm trying to see if there's anything else to discuss here. I think I covered just, yeah, I covered just about everything. I know there was a, there may be a few movies I've missed. That's because, A, they are technically not American releases. There's a new Ultraman movie coming out, but I don't really see that as American. That's that's a Japanese creation, so I don't know about that. And then there's also an unannounced Paramount animated movie called The Tiger's Apprentice, but that got recently removed, and I don't really want to count that because last thing they released was Under the Boardwalk, which was a Paramount animated movie that nobody saw. 
So I'm not too sure if I should count The Tiger's Apprentice right now. It's unconfirmed as of right now if it's coming out or not. The whole situation of Paramount Animation is a mess, and uh, I don't really know what to say about it. Uh, What I suggest for them is they just stop trying to do animated studios and just stick with Nickelodeon animation. I think that's probably the logical step. Yeah, uh, there isn't really anything else to talk about in 2024 that isn't American released, but it sounds like this year is going to be very exciting. And there may be, again, some unannounced movies. I know Netflix announced Leo at the very start of this year, and actually that was really good. Adam Sandler plays a lizard, and it's pretty cute, and it's kind of Adam Sandler's best anime movie, but I digress right now. But uh, who's to say what's coming out? There's a lot of things that isn't releasing yet, and unannounced so we're gonna just have to wait and see to see what releases anyway this has been Declan Mangan and I hope you have a good break I will see you all for season two uh, this is my anime